karibu sana msikilizaji mpenzi katika kipindi chetu cha Outbooth Podcast at OTB Podke. Ni mimi mtangazaji wako maarufu kama Eugene Kimani na leo leo tuko naye la music junkie. Ndio mimi hapa. <laughs> karibu sana katika kipindi chetu. Hey wewe bana swani ngumu yenyewe. But ni lugha ya taifa lazima tuzoe kuongea Kiswahili. Sasa ninauliza utaji utaji introduce kama jaribu kufikiria crooked smile kwa Kiswahili ni nini? Ah kijana aliye na smile crooked. Yeah yeah but anyway karibu sana join. Asante. Yangu bado itabaki la music junkie siwezi toa hiyo. Ndio ndio. Ndio lakini nimefurahi sana kuwa hapa kama kawaida tunaua unajua. So anyway leo tunaongelea nini leo? Leo tunaongelea kuhusu mila na muziki. Tamaduni. Mila tamaduni na muziki. Mm. Uh, we want to see how culture. Does culture affect creativity? Does culture influence the music that these artists make? Does culture come in in any way? Especially hapa Kenya. Especially here in Kenya. Hapa. Yeah, some of our biggest artists or some of our, some of the best artists that we have in the country mm. actually s- have a cultural backing towards it. So we want to see is this part of the source that makes this artist as good as they are mm-hmm. as they currently are. Yeah, are the cultural artists better than those who do not lean into culture? Mm-hmm. Tune in to find out. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> our cultured artist more creative. Mm. Tune in. And the first song actually we're going to play for you the podcast is Kala Moto featuring Kama Kenda. This song is actually very nice for the topic we're going to talk about. If you listen to the words that is Kama Weni Mswahili lakini usijali atakawe si Mswahili as long as weni Mkenya ili wimbo lazima utalipenda. Ndiyo. Ndiyo. Naam. Kala Moto featuring Kama Kenda. Playing for you right here on OTB Podcast. <laughs> bwana ndio leo kali yeah wapo zangu hapa ni kaka mkubwa anaongea kizazi cha mitandao kijui historia watu wenye mji walikuwa mijitisia wale wakulima fugaji na baharia je mnajua Mombasa awali ilikuwa mvita tulishi kwa mani kabla mreno alete vita kisiwani pwani milimani mpaka nyika alale pema mshami na moza kwa futi sita na kumbuka rome na hoja popo pakawa utamaduni vyoja na soga zote za mzawa nituleta pamoja kabla karne ya kupagawa hizi stories za moha na yesu zinatugawa kikuliza na kutukea wambie ni shungwaya tulianza na kayamba na ngoma kabla ya kwaya kizazi cha mswahili mchangamo na mfunzi mtangana mkuze kifunze mwanafunzi kabla biblia na mwarabu na kurani hundo janja litumia katuingiza utumwani pwani ilikuwa nchi kochini ya masultani kabla somi kunganisha na taifa watu fulani si milani wanaume na wanawake jasiri mmoja mama mzazi wa pili mekatilili mimi kenda twiji mbali kaya nimeka ya pili 
Safari ya bamba sio wote wasafiri Rijali shupavu ni ula lepitia jandoni msiana kivunja ungo utampata unyagona Ninambia fisila kwenye halikuli likakwisha Someni onenu kishindwa tizama picha Baba mejitisia alikuwa na ito angiriyama Kauna jua maona wakitisia leta nguzi na kazama Kuzo toto mnatishia na mjua sana rihana Kuliko historia iletokea kule galane Singe kuwa siyasa wange lijua kaya bombo kaya fungo Tukenda kuomba mvua kaya zombo Kunge kuwa na jira tunga zika kisa gongo kisa hongo Tunaenda saudia kuosha vyombo Jeni zidina manimani za kundiza peponi Naloish kabla vitabu na mana tenda motoni Elimu alo tufunza ni kuita mafrika nyana Lafu kutoa utamaduni intu igi mwerekani Sumila ndia giyama Giyama makisumila Mnavo ya vizo Esho vi Kisa ni mpure kumala kuima na kime Kisa ni mpaho kumala kukula na ibire Dai da da ya gai dai Numa mombi Dai da da ya gai dai Numa mombi Kedambo yoru kutana na mijikenda Vilo wahenga walisema wapembo ujuana kwenye vilemba Remember, not to forget walikuja na biblia na ndenga ancestors Wakatupo epistemological facts dunia duara Wakati wanaamini logical moroni kwa dunia flat yupini mpala Tujanganyo biashara, itembia kwa miaka maelfu katia wapwani na wabara Toka bahari ya zani ya hadizi wa nyanza Lamu mumbasa, kilo to the great Zimbabwe kwa mwenu mtapa Sasa groupies wanachukua maselfino watukana uzazi ungali ipo wakunga wanawatukana karibisha warabu karibisha wazungu kisha mwisho wa siku wakadaya tujue mungu licha mgeni kumpokia kama ndugu kuisha kujitongia ubuntu kaonekana uzuzu madaktari wetu wavudu wakadai wakufuru proudly kikuyu toka nyumba ya mombi mathematical code pata copy binti tisa mwisho wa namba ikimanisha sacred geometry hebu cheki ma Figa, dai da da ya gai dai, ma mombi, dai da da ya gai dai, ma mombi, dai da da ya gai dai, ma mombi, dai da da ya gai dai, ma mombi. Sumila ndia giyama, giyama makisumila, na voya vizo, esho vi, kisa ni mpure kumala kuima na kime, kuno ni mpaho kumala kukula na ibire, kuno ni mpuzo kumala kwenye na gande, sumila ni ya giyama, sumila ni jom, Welcome back to the podcast. Yes, this is I at OTB Pod K E at underscore Eugene Kim Joy. At La Music Junkie. <laughs> yeah, that's where you find us. So, Joy, tell us, what have you been up to like, since the last episode? I've been listening to my favorite song because I'm feeling lucky. Anyway, yeah, just supporting Kenyan music for sure. Events. Uh, ben Sol is on my mind a lot. And I watched him at Kikata Fair and he was dope. Sero was dope. Speaking of Sero, Sero will feature on the podcast. Mm. We have to 
featured Sarah, but how has she put out any new song? No, although she was supposed to put out a song about called Dunia. Mm. It's about um, like how social media makes us think that things are this way at people are happy but they're not. She was supposed to bring out. But Manze, like if you've not wa- hey, if you've not watched her live, that's something to put on your bucket list. Like she has so much fire and like charisma and like you go there and you just it's like she's also like a comedian so you end up laughing and dancing and she's so authentic like she sings like for example like Hikat sorry I'm, I'm a fan like one song was had a coastal vibe and then another one she's singing in Luo she also has a, a song she sings in Kikuyu like she's very versatile versatile yeah. and Kenyan like yeah. versatility in Kenya so yeah I've just been supporting the arts so yeah a lot of that <laughs> going on around here you know this is La Music Junkie the one lady who does not know how to sleep at night I don't know I yes. go out at night that's I sleep during the day that's what happens yeah generally all events all music events in case you want to read her blog you can check out at lamusicjunkie.wordpress.com that's where you Aww. find us <laughs> yeah 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 so anyway yeah I've just been thinking a lot about you know culture and artists and how a lot of the artists who actually hit the top of the industry mm. seem to have a cultural backing towards them I mean in the way they were either raised or where they grew up in or the people that they surround themselves yeah there's always some culture in that mm-hmm. but even if you look at the way they bring themselves the way they present themselves the artists who enjoy longevity especially in this industry are mm. artists who stick to a culture and you know culture is maybe a traditional way of doing things yeah. it's a way that is accepted by a large number of people yeah so it just got me thinking like is it true that culture has an influence look at fee for example mm-hmm. fee is a very big artist out there for this episode we're going to be looking at a lot of artists who have actually achieved the international appeal the international market appeal so look at someone like fee for example fee is out there selling out shows in germany in, in places that artists in kenya wish they could go mm-hmm. but the look the artists who stay here in the country they're just that they just stay here in the country and they keep on competing for the local stage speaking of right <laughs> now we are joined by what is this podcast's very own victor and pepper was good <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 they are right here and you should check out by the next episode we're going to be doing curators of the culture and we are going to be having these guys right here you should check out their podcast where's your podcast located by the way anywhere you find podcasts so iTunes SoundCloud probably not on SoundCloud so iTunes Spotify Radio Public Stitcher Uh, podcast. Like your your podcast is everywhere. Books, yeah. Everywhere you can find a yeah, podcast. Yeah. Uh, if you use Anchor, it's on Anchor. It's on Anchor. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So you can check them out there. And your podcast is mainly about, you know. What is this? Tell us about what is this podcast about? If we mainly focus on the trim Kenyan industry, the mainstream Kenyan music Kenyan industry. And so we discuss events in the industry. And so our approach is more on discussing mainstream artists so because there is only maybe like a handful but we have I can assure you we have very engaging conversations on the happenings in the industry and who to watch out for and what people are doing and songs in the mainstream that are making a buzz and such and such so you should check us out at what is this pod on Twitter and Instagram what is this on iTunes and Spotify and anywhere where you listen to podcasts okay one more thing I just had to add on to Victor's point 
Night. Oh, my name is Pepper Five. So uh, we also review albums and we also put we also put on new new music. Yeah. Yeah. So just listen to our podcast. You'll probably discover something new. Catch us here on OTB next week. <laughs> yeah. 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 Definitely. We have the people. That's Victor and Pepper Five coming right here on the podcast next week. Curators of the culture, the section where we talk about the latest or current issues in the industry. And right now we are joined with a music junkie as we talk about music and culture. And Eugene Kim. Eugene Kim, <laughs> underscore Eugene Kim. That's where you find moi. Yeah. So, so you, wait, you're telling me about Fee and how she's playing in Germany. What do you think has has made her get that far? I think it's just because when it comes to culture, mm. I look at culture as something that grounds you as an artist. Mm. And you know, culture is. I'm not fixing up culture to be the traditional culture that we have as Kenya, mm. or like we have tribes and each tribe has its own culture. I'm not fixing it up to that. Okay. I'm fixing it up to the point of culture is in the way of the people you grew up around, things you grew up around doing, the things you're exposed to, the things you expose yourself to, mm-hmm. the things that you aspire to be. Okay. All that creates a culture because that could be a culture for yourself. Think of New Nairobi as a culture. New Nairobi, these are artists who came together and were like, look, our sound does not fit on radio and our sound cannot be featured by these people. Each time we take it, they want us to change and become something else. Yeah. But they decided instead of doing that, we're going to have our own way of doing it. Look where they are right now. Yeah. New Nairobi is a whole movement that people actually are looking at and saying yes that's a person i want to work with that's an artist that i actually respect yeah and you know every single time here on otb podcast we gotta play a few new nairobi songs of course <laughs> as always so, yeah 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 okay i kind of i yeah i get it. i mean it's a culture and people are noticing boiler room and all those people for me i think the culture that stands out most to me as a music junkie is uh, is is definitely the traditional culture because i I feel like in our, what can I say, in our mission to become global and international and, you know, to compete with WizKid and I don't know who, we're all trying to sound like other people. We're trying to sound, you know, you hear a Kenyan song, but it sounds Niger, or you hear a trap song and you're not sure whether it's Kenyan or it's American, you know. So there's this thing where we are, we are sort of forgetting our roots, we are forgetting where we came from, and that's why when I come, I meet artists, for example, Sarah as I mentioned earlier, who are really in tune with their Kenyan culture, their roots. Because you have to remember where you're coming from to know where you're going. We can't just be people who are trying to define ourselves as, you know, new age, new Nairobi, and we don't even remember what our ancestors used to do and what can we improve on what they're doing. So for me, if whenever I meet such an artist who's singing in Luo or Luya or playing the Nyatiti, playing percussion, like having that flavor of the traditional, the original culture that we have as Kenyans or even as Africans, that shit hits me really good. Because I'm like, yo, you you are pushing, you're continuing the culture, but in a very modern way. You know, you're, they're not just, they're not actually just playing the nyatiti and drums and that's it. They'll add, you know, the guitar. Like Makadem, for example, has started this thing called nyatiti jazz, where he plays his nyatiti, and then now he has a full band. There's a guy playing saxophone another one playing lead guitar another one playing drums so using the old and the new to make to make our culture sound cool and to make it sound international and just to take
take it to the world and also to just show us that, man, you don't have to abandon where you came from just so that you can be popping or so that you can make good music in 2019. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Speaking of being popping in 2019 and sticking to your culture, you know, the local languages and everything. Up next, we have Fadile. Tulia. Fadile Tulia, yes. Man after my heart. God damn it. He's every man after your heart. (laughs) If you can sing and you're keeping up with the culture, you're probably it, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. (laughs) Open DMs, people. Fadile (laughs) Tulia playing for you right now. Nairobi on OTB Podcast. Sambo, waliwacha kukata maji. Rongaye, gari bado zina meta meta. Kayo leleswa 1960. Kunguni zimeisha kwa forward traveler. Aye, ni wrong road. Jamu tunapambana mudogo, mudogo, mudogo. Fadili, wakota kitu. Nairobi! Come on, you put up in the 
that Saudi Zabusara last this year and now he's in Sijui Sweden so now we won't see him live for a while <laughs> at OTB pod KE at underscore Eugene Kim at La Music Junkie those yeah, are where yeah, you yeah. find us on Twitter yeah, yeah, IG yeah. and everywhere else and at Fadili Music everywhere if you want to hear more from the man Africa I call him Africa man because he's very African Okay, okay. So tell us about uh, tell us about you know you know Nairobi. It's off his album, by the way. Yes, Kwetu. Kwetu, the album, 2018 album. But have you listened? Oh my God, have you listened to it? I have. I love the songs. They all have that natural. They feel like touching soil, you know. Mm, really authentic. Authentic. Mm. Like it's in its own. Every everything in it, in its own kind of box. Yeah. Feel yeah. to it, and I love that yeah. about Fadile. So tell us about Nairobi. So Nairobi is like a room bust 
freestyle jam because you know rumba is very African right and this is Kwetu <laughs> so yeah it's about being in Nairobi and the good things and the bad things of being in Nairobi like we love the lifestyle here we love the smokies and the nightlife we love everything but there's also those things of school fees and jam and sponsors and all that so it's just about the drama of being Nairobian and it's very relatable oh and actually features two other Kenyan musicians so the first musician is Washira or Skoko from Heart Band yes yes he's the one who's doing the commentary in the song and then the second one is Della Della does some BGVs some ad libs at the end of the song Della is old Della always comes correct when it comes to natural sounding she has like Della is like Kenyan voice Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. I think it, if, it was, if Kenya had a voice, it would sound like Della. <laughs> wow. Because she has that kind of wow. natural feel to it. Freestyle. Yeah. You know, keep it hood, but also keep it authentic yeah. feel to her voice. I think she should add that to her bio. <laughs> <laughs> And tag you, like, and tag OTV podcast. (laughs) She has the Kenyan sound. I mean, she did the the national anthem. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. The rendition of the national Mm. anthem. She did it really good. That's actually one of the few renditions that actually sound good of the national anthem. Yeah. Considering also there's also the Hello cover she did in Swahili. Mm -hmm. Which, by the way, blew her up. I don't know. I haven't heard from her of late. Maybe I've not been paying attention. Neither have I. I, We would, if she... She was, if she was releasing stuff or shows, I'm sure we would have had. Yeah, yeah. But it's always good. It's good. It's good. So we're talking about culture and music. Are cultured people more creative? Mm. That's the question we had to ask. Yeah. Does culture influence creativity in any way? But I, if you ask me, I think it does. Uh-huh. Because if you look at, say, fashion, for example, guys will always be more attracted to prints, especially African prints, kind of like what you're wearing right now. Come on. Oh, it's fine, it's fine. I'm, <laughs> I'm killing it here, African style. But yeah, anyway, it's all African style with a little, you know, bow on the top. Yeah. So yeah, if you look at fashion, prints actually attract people a lot more. They always gravitate towards it because it always gives them a feel of this is what represents Africa in yeah. this way. Yeah. So even when it comes to music, when you're listening to music and maybe it has some Swahili in it, speaking of Swahili, Kalamoto, who played on the first uh, song that played, this is a guy who campaigns a lot for Swahili and hip-hop. Mm. As much as he campaigns for hip-hop, he campaigns for people's rights. His songs are very conscious. I love it. The, my best song from him is called Majini, mm-hmm. where he praises his wife. After he got married, he released this song Aww. and say that he's not leaving the house because Majini amemnata. Wow. Amemnata. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. So it keeps it that way. It's people who understand that sometimes you got to spread culture through the music. Mm-hmm. Because books, our favorite books, some of the best-selling books even from the country mm. are always the ones that depict us as ourselves rather than the ones that depict us as, you know, copies of... Yeah, of Westerners and stuff. Yeah, of yeah. Westerners or even other cultures. Yeah. The things that sell from this country are the natural things. Mm-hmm. And, you know, speaking of things that sell, when I was coming from work, we had an interesting discussion. All the guys in the car were having an interesting <laughs> discussion. I was just... So they were saying that we don't have stories from...
from us. A lot of variety in the film industry. But I was saying we do have variety in the film industry. It's just that people don't go for that variety. That variety is maybe in the local languages because I am sure that local films, they go through a lot of varieties. I have watched yeah. a couple of local Kikuyu films and these films, they actually cover a lot of issues. Mm-hmm. These guys will cover, you know, like people get blind out of, for no reason, maybe you have an accident and you go blind or yeah. consume something and you go blind. Yeah. What does life become after that? That's a whole movie plot built mm-hmm. around that. Mm-hmm. Like the obvious plot of love triangles, <laughs> that's always covered yes. there. They also cover the issue of these are two old people. What do two old people do all day at home? Because mm-hmm. they, for one, they don't leave the they don't leave the house. They have nowhere to go. They don't have jobs. Yeah, yeah. And they're just there all day. But each day they wake up and they you hear them talking. They wake up, mm-hmm. get to work. They do their things. Mm-hmm. But what goes on in the between? Like, do they meet people? Who do they meet? Those kind of things. Those are the kind of issues that guys cover in film. But the ones that are known necessarily are just the obvious ones. You always see gangster films. You always see maybe a rom-com. But I'm tired of rom-coms. <laughs> I'm sorry. <to> say. <laughs> I am sick and tired of rom-coms. I can't stand another Kenyan rom-com. Get yeah. They're going to, I know, they're coming up so fast. And that's the thing, that's a copycat of basically what we, you know, the Spanish telenovelas yeah. and the Filipino and the American. And I really like what you've said about, like, those vernacular uh, shows and films that actually show real life real of life Kenyans and yeah. Africans. And even in music, I won't say the best music, but we all love stories, right? Like, in music especially, we want to hear someone talk about how they woke up and they got stranded in a matatu and they did this and they did that or someone went to Ushago that's the up country and then you know something happened like for example Seros Okello which we are about to play is is about her leaving the countryside to come to Nairobi to hustle to make a living from her music come on and then she finds it so hard so she misses Okello you see that's that's a story that's a whole story and it's very relatable because it's about so many people and yeah so that culture really influences the content it influences what we talk about so if you're cultured then you're talking about things about the people in that culture and people really relate to such stories yeah yeah definitely so joy you just linked up the next song you just heard it right here on otb podcast remember today this is that episode where we just get into discussions and we play you some nice afro music i think i'll just be calling this thing afro (laughs) music because i like the way if you notice all the episodes we've done with joy it's never the normal songs there's no hip-hop yeah. there's no Nairobi it's always just something Africa exactly right there for OTB right here Love Music Junkie gives you Cero Okello on OTB Podcast yes <laughs> Me, 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 me
this is out the booth podcast today we're joined with joy as we talk about music and culture right now we just played for you cero kello remember by the way this podcast is available everywhere you can check it on radio public you can also get the links sent to you directly from podcast.com if you follow us right there you can get them there each week on the podcast you can follow us because we'll be talking about different issues as we play you fine fine ass music high quality always kenyan every single time so <laughs> okay so yeah that's all tell us about okero 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 yeah so as i said earlier it's yeah it's about her missing okello um and wanting to go back because the chorus says okello abiro which means okello i'm coming i'm coming home so yeah like and I love Sarah because she's not afraid of singing in her mother tongue. I mean, she's a youngin by the way. She's not at CG, yeah, 80, CG 80 years old. This girl is 20-something and she's really embraces her culture as a Luo and, and it's not just Luo. She will go make a song with a coastal vibe. Another song, she's singing Kikuyu. Like experimentation. Mm, experimentation and really owning, what can I say, the Kenyan culture and showing us that it's you don't, just because... Um, your example la luo doesn't mean you just have to sing luo songs for the rest of your life you can show us the diversity of being kenyan we are not just one tribe even though we are one kenya we have so many flavors to taste from and it's so nice to see someone who samples all of them and showing us yo kikuyus are dope luos are dope kalenjins are dope you know like let's celebrate ourselves let's not let's stop being ashamed of where we come from yeah definitely definitely yeah. actually someone likes it as you said, she's very young. Sarah is about 20 years old. There's also someone like Erosh. Yes. 25. Yeah. Like in bracket of 25 to 30. Yeah. And then now we have people like Kwame Rigi mm. who are like the older guys. Yeah, Makadem is Makadem. also older. Yeah. Fadili. But, but is Fadili among the older ones or is he? He's kind of the older ones. But by, by old, we are not. We are saying like 30s. No, this is not, like, <laughs> this is not 60. Yeah, this is not, this is not at you, Olifam Tukutsi ages. This is, yeah, they are young and old. They are the older young people. The young old people. I think that actually the older young people. That's actually the, <laughs> the correct way to say it. Because yeah. these guys, they took up what worked for the previous generation before them. Mm-hmm. The guys, Oliver Mtukudzi, mm, Daudi Kabaka, Kabaka Fadi all these Williams. guys. People who used to be played in every single household, no matter where you are, no matter who you are, no matter where you go, because their music transcended social constriction. Like there was nothing about thinking, oh, you're a man, you're a woman. Mm. You know, there was nothing like that there's nothing about thinking about I am from Nairobi I am from where or I am living in the states and I am living here no there's nothing like that it's all about this music is good and I can listen to it at any single time that I want to and it's very this music cultural relates, yeah this music relates to me this music reminds me of home mm-hmm. and that also brings up another issue I've noticed it's guys who are outside the country mm-hmm. who listen to more music from inside the country more than guys from here who listen yeah. to music from outside there yeah yeah but which makes me wonder, is it because the guys from outside the country are more in touch with the artists or in touch with the music or is it because they need a sense of belonging or does music give them a sense of belonging? I do think it does give them because when you're far away from home you want to hear music that reminds you of home. That's why you'll hear Makadem is touring all over Europe and... Yeah, because there's there's a fan base for them outside there. Yeah, so when you yeah. hear an artist has gone to Dallas, speaking of Dallas, that's where all the Kenyans are. That's like a little Kenyan. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the big Yanis in Italy. You yeah. have to understand. 
to yeah. Dallas is like little Nairobi. Yeah. This guys are always over there every other single time. But if here people like Fee were going to Germany, I don't think there's a Kenyan crowd. I, I know there might be a Kenyan crowd in Germany, but I don't think it's as big. It's not as big, yeah. It's because there's people who are Kenyans outside there who are appreciating the artists that we have over mm-hmm. here. While us over here, we are busy debating over useless things. <laughs> and and plain Nigerians, Jibongo, as if we don't have good music. Like, and, I don't know. Um, why do uh, we keep on ignoring? We The hashtag PlayKE came out. And yeah. Okay, there's a lot of arguments towards this, yeah. this hashtag of PlayKE. People will say it created an interest in Kenyan music. Yeah, yeah. Others will say it created another wave of work music because everyone just, as long as you're Kenyan, you can do music, you put out music, and then when your song is not played, uh, you your say first your defense <laughs> is these guys are not playing yeah, Kenyan music. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that is also the other part where I belong and I say that just was a fad and people are just saying it to get the traction and now that they, it's all done, mm. people just go back to default settings. Mm. I really think it had some impact. Like, for example, on Twitter, that that hashtag is still ongoing, and I went to it like yesterday, and I still see people sharing Kenyan songs that they like. So if you want to discover, you can go there. I mean, it. I don't think it's a hashtag or it's a movement that will affect every single Kenyan because there are still those people who just want to be spoon-fed and listen to what's on the radio. But there are actually other people who want to discover music, and I feel like Play KE helped them to enter that category small circle that we have, you know, of us who love alternative music. Us who listen to New Nairobi every <laughs> yeah, other single so, day. So it's it's kind of expo- opened up the the pool a little bit. So if you want to discover, you can join us. So I feel it's helped Kidogo in that sense. And you know, like we can't just talk about this topic and pretend like we're the only two in the room. Yeah. We have these guys from What Is This and I want to get their pitch in about this Play KE, Play KE hashtag thing. What do you think? Personally, I think it was, it was the awakening, the rude awakening, Kenyans needed to realize that we have an eclectic collection of music in Kenya. So, I know I sounded really smart, <laughs> Victor. <laughs> which I am, which I am. <laughs> so, uh, I think it was that awakening we needed because I also discovered music there. You see? So, uh, I think of myself as a music consumer and once Play KE, KE music came, I realized oh shit, I've not been doing this consumption thingy the right way. Mm. You get so it will continue although it's not because as Kenyans we go with the trending topics you know right after PlayKE's hashtag is what what happened at Dusit 2 so that diluted PlayKE I'm not saying we should not address these other issues but see it will be continuous it should be PlayKE 2019 the whole of 2019 we talk about that yeah, yeah. I think with PlayKE music that was for, from a larger majority because I think especially in the Twitter you universe which is like a whole different community compared to the rest of social media platforms I like to say that Twitter is very cliquish and so in those clicks they consume whatever is cool to them and so among those Twitter clicks that, that was an awakening that was there. For Play KE it, it, it did something for many Kenyan artists and even many Kenyans. When you look at songs that were released between January and let me say February uh, on YouTube and you go read the comments under there 
you can see a growing sentiment that people are feeling what Kenyan artists are doing and what Kenyan music is doing. And of course, this is not to say that all Kenyan music should be played or is good mm-hmm. for, for that, you know. Just the same way as there's trash music from Tanzania and from Nigeria and from the USA. Yeah. Like, I think even I, if my main argument is like, let's say a larger percentage of Nigerian music to be trash because one, we don't even understand what they're saying, <laughs> you know. And, and, have the and, same when, beats. and if we were to understand what they were saying, I think we would really consider it to be. Yeah. And, and so, just because it's a foreign beat doesn't mean that it's really good. And because of that, you just the same way you can find trash from there and music that's subpar from there, you'll find it here. Does that mean that there's no good music here? No. Does that mean that you should not, as a consumer, have the cognizance of the fact that you should explore and find out what is happening? No, it's your personal responsibility to, for the lack of a better word, be patriotic and to understand that Kenyan music and to support your own, you know? Okay, just not to, I don't mean to take over your podcast, but <laughs> <laughs> listen, 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 listen. <laughs> so, uh, history, uh, the Nigerian, whatever. Yeah. I mean, uh, those, one thing about Nigerians is they hype they, their own yeah, shit. Yeah, they play their own shit. They hype much. their own shit. Yeah. And I can't blame them for that. that nobody Because can blame them for that. even Nigerians, I know, if you enter their house, their car, it's Whiskey Davido or whoever is buzzing over there. Uh-huh. As Kenyans, I don't know. We have like some inferiority can, complex can, or can shit. Just l- let me give you an example. Uh-huh. A Kenyan who's who sees himself as cool or urban, he wouldn't play Saudi Soul, he wouldn't play Blinky Bill, he wouldn't play like ethic, like someone I know here. <laughs> <laughs> he will play who? Migos, yeah. Cardi B, uh-huh. all this uptown, exactly. You get what I mean? Yeah. So, I, 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 <laughs> so, so, what I mean to say is we should love ourselves more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, if you'd like to hear a lot more of this, you know, these guys, they always have this kind of conversation. Conversations. Yeah. These two people, they always bring in this kind of conversation to the industry, and then you you feel like you're in that room because they personalize the whole thing, and then their conversations are always so informative. Yeah. So you can check out what is this podcast wherever you listen to your podcast from. You can follow them at what is this pod at Pepper Five at Mega Moya. I really like what you said about us loving ourselves. It's all about that. It's if you love yourself as a Kenyan, you will love Kenyan films, you love Kenyan music, you love Kenyan fashion you will support Kenyan art and for me I feel like music and especially music that has that authenticity and culture it really makes me proud to be Kenyan I, I even wrote an article about uh, five Afrofusion albums that, that make me proud to be Kenyan and that's because all these albums have some form of culture in it like there's one song you'll hear you know Luo you'll hear the Nyatiti you'll hear stories about some guy in the village you know, yeah, then yeah. there's another one by maybe uh, Maya Leko, who's half Mijikenda. She sings in Kiswahili. You hear those coastal rhythms. Another one is uh, Fadili. Fadili comes with his Luya vibe, his Omotibo. He's singing about Africa and how Africa is dope. You see, like, I mean, there are so many things we can talk about music, but when you hear music that's talking about being Kenyan, about how it's great to be African, about celebrating the 
the things celebrating the little things I celebrating like the little things celebrating like love celebrating family celebrating where you came from like that shit just really gets to you yeah. or at least to me it really gets to me because I'm like these people appreciate who they are they're not trying to be to sound like whiskey they're not trying to sound like I don't know who's popping they're not trying to sound you know they're not trying to follow any fads they are being themselves they are going back to where they came from and then they are creating something so beautiful and magical and yeah that makes me proud yeah 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 that. like we said you know it's the little things like I was saying the little things you talked about having little stories having day-to-day activities in your songs mm-hmm. this next song Kwame Rigi Munoti Munoti I like Kwame I like Kwame Rigi because Kwame always has Kwame is a very very laid back person even if you check out his interviews if you listen to his music he's very laid back with his music but his music has a way of hitting uh, points you know mm. it hits a sweet spot within you especially for a music lover you realize this guy gives you variety in almost every single song even in an album if he has a compilation as you can check out him you can check him out on SoundCloud by the way just search for Kwame Rigi you'll find his music there you listen there's always variety this song and this song are different but for the next song Monotti well I don't know I guess you should just play it and then you can tell me what you think at OTV Pod KE that is where you find me Kwame Rigi Monotti
said this podcast is available on Radio Public. You can get the links from podcast.com. Just search for Out the Booth Podcast KE. Let me talk about Kwame Rigi and Munoti. That mm. song you just heard right now, playing for your OTB podcast. Remember, you can check out Kwame Rigi's music on YouTube, by the way. Mm-hmm. You can also go and follow him on SoundCloud. I don't know why guys hate SoundCloud. I was told guys hate SoundCloud for some why? reason. Why? I don't know. I SoundCloud don't know. is the home of Kenyan music. It's the like, home of discovery. It's the home of discovery. Like, you just go and follow the right people they'll repost the right things yeah. you listen to it uh-huh someone wants to say something a, yes we did um, a full episode touching on what kenyans like and the one that came first was mdundo because the majority of kenyans use mdundo to download their songs have them on their phone because they don't have that availability of bundles and money to stream via soundcloud so if you give someone who's trying to listen to an, some type of music they're not going to have that luxury of always purchasing mbs to go to soundcloud cloud and listen as it's streaming. yeah yeah that's but so you see i said for soundcloud is good for discoverability oh, when it comes yeah. to for downloads you can under, i can understand if people yeah. go for other sites but yeah. when it comes to discoverability of yeah. artists and also you know broadening your understanding of the industry yeah. soundcloud is really a nice place yeah true check. and also it has a it has this i don't know why it has a notion for oh shit soundcloud is for like this upper echelon guys it's nah, a perception yeah. which is which will not be this, the case yeah but yeah if for you want to well at least now there's boom play which i feel like boom play has a wider appeal to everyone. Yeah, play is really nice. Yeah. 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 So Munoti is just Kwamerigi appreciating, you know, the freaky side and women. <laughs> you gotta understand that yeah. some of these ladies <laughs> like, you know, like it a bit. In the streets, they're all nice and BDSM and Hey, when, they get, when you get them alone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you gotta understand that. Mm. So Kwamerigi right there, you can find all his music, of course, all across, uh, you know, all listening sites yeah. and everywhere. And most
most of his songs are in Kikuyu, by the way, including awesome. Monoti. Which is awesome. I know. This thing about the little things, these are the kind of little things that you need to go into. You know, sometimes you just gotta, maybe you're just there with your girl and you just want to appreciate her, you want to tell her something. Write a song about that. Maybe you go through things in your hustle, maybe you sell shoes and all that kind of stuff. Tell mm-hmm. us about that. Yeah, yeah. Because, you know, you can make it in such a way that it looks like you sell dope because <laughs> guys have done that. Fake it till you make it. Yeah, real, real stories, man. So, yeah. real stories. Real so. life things, you know, simple things, the things you go through every other day. Mm. These are the kind of songs you want. This creates variety because, I don't know, but I always feel like for us, especially in Kenya, when it comes to the bigger acts, we always have this habit of adapting what is hot right now. Yeah. Creating our own wave is kind of really hard for people or people just don't want to go into that. So anyway, fine. Within the next episode, we'll be featuring what is this pod's very own Pepper Five and Mega Moya. As we talk about everything you need to know, current state of the industry in Kenya. That's one thing that we're going to be talking about. Other issues that we have talked about right now, music and culture. Mm-hmm. We've seen how, you know, it's true. Culture does have a way of appreciating. Even have, you have a high chance of pulling crowds than you have when you're doing every other day music. Yeah, that's so true. Because if you look at people who do culture kind of music, people who are connected to their culture, people like Eirosh. Yeah. I'm sure his music has a bigger crowd amongst the Kikuyu. Plain fact that it's a song in Kikuyu. And the other fact that it is urban. Mm-hmm. It's urban. So guys are like, okay, this guy has brought it to the younger generation. Yeah, because yeah. Because most people when they hear a local language song, they're related to an older generation. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. you're listening to someone like Eirosh and you're like, hmm, this song is, this is really funky. I can dance to this. Yeah. I can move. You know, you're hearing someone like Kwame and you're like, hmm, okay, okay. <laughs> you need to listen to it. Culture plus the modernity. Yeah, that's, mixing that's culture what and doing. modernity. And you know what's amazing about all these artists that we're, I mean, they're so, there's Eric Wainaina, there's Atemi. The best thing about these artists, these guys are the ones who travel all over the world yeah. just because of their music. Just because of selling a culture, because you're yes. selling something that's unique to you. Yes. You're not doing something that other guys have seen somewhere else. Exactly. Something that's unique to the country, something that's unique to yourself. Exactly. So you really stand out. If you go to play in Europe, there's no one else who sounds like you, you know. You're not doing trap like an American person. You're doing something from your own culture, from your own home. So you're an ambassador of that culture and you're just you're just you're just showing people how amazing Africa is. So these guys are the guys who get tours everywhere. They're known internationally. I mean look at Ayubo Gada. He was just playing the Nyatiti, a low instrument that many people are, are putting away at because it's old. This guy ended up doing soundtracks for Hollywood movies. He toured. He's in films. Oh, he was sampled by West. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I saw him somewhere in the credits for Kanye West's album. So yeah, like it really pays off to be in touch with your culture, man. Say it really pays off, and it also just doesn't pay off for you. Also to the people who hear you, because they're able, especially as Africans, we get to have that pride that mm. yo, this is from here and this is dope. We don't have to try and sound like someone else so that, you know, we feel, oh, this is good music. Like, you can sound like ourselves and still love it, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, definitely. You need to just embrace where you're from. On embrace, your culture. Embrace who you are. Embrace where you come from because culture just gives you a grounding. And, you know, speaking of grounding, this flight comes to a halt as we hit the ground right now. Playing for you, Maya Leco, Seeing Blue. Before we go, if you want to advertise on Out the Booth Podcast, send us an email to otbpodke at gmail.com. Remember, you can download all the previous episodes of this podcast from podcast.com, iTunes, and Radio Public.
public. Also, remember to leave us a review when you listen to the podcast on iTunes. Actually, leave us a review everywhere. Whenever you listen to the podcast and you feel like this guy has actually talked about something nice, I love the playlist, share, tell us more about us. If you think that we should feature some other artists, speaking of features, I did a submission last episode, Mamosa, Blue Flame. I don't know. How'd you like that song? I'm still waiting. This is like Spin It or Bin It. Do you like the song? Do you not like it? All this information, you can hit me up on Twitter, at OTBPodKE, at underscore Eugene Kim, at La Music Junkie was my guest. Thank you for having me, as always. I really enjoy Most being part of OTB. Most definitely. You know, next week we have curators of the culture right here. We have Pepper Five and Megamoya from What Is This Pod. Thank you for the input on the podcast. This podcast is being recorded at FTC Studio to Bukachi, the engineer, the man behind the controls. And yeah, till next time, remember, keep it fresh, keep it Kenyan and people. Hugs, not drugs. Till next time, Maya Leko, seeing blue.